Welcome to Great Stories in American History with Rebecca Price Janney. Today's story is about Alexander Hamilton. Born in the British West Indies in 1755, Hamilton went to King's College, now Columbia University in New York, at the age of 18. There, he amazed his peers and professors by writing impressive political pamphlets in support of the American patriots. When the revolution commenced, Hamilton so distinguished himself that George Washington made him his personal secretary and aide-de-camp. Following the revolution, Hamilton served a term in the Continental Congress. Then he entered private law practice in New York City. He, along with James Madison and John Jay, also wrote the distinguished Federalist Papers in support of the new Constitution. In 1789, he became the first Secretary of the Treasury, favoring a strong central government and helping to establish the new nation's economic system. In addition, Hamilton established a national bank and mint, and he worked aggressively to overcome the national debts left from the war. He and Thomas Jefferson experienced a strong rift over clashing political philosophies. Jefferson envisioned a nation ruled by ordinary people, educated in public schools, basically small farmers who were perfectly capable of ruling themselves. Hamilton, on the other hand, believed in an America in which a small elite dominated. Two political parties formed around them, the Democratic-Republicans and the Federalists, respectively. In 1795, Alexander Hamilton resigned his cabinet post to pursue a private law practice once again. Still active in politics, he served as head of the New York Federalist Party. He had enough influence to deny Aaron Burr, a man he deeply distrusted, the presidency in 1800 and in 1804, the New York governorship. Burr challenged him to a duel, and they faced each other in Weehawken, New Jersey, on July 11, 1804. Hamilton loathed dueling, considering it a decadent and archaic method of problem-solving, one that had led to his own son's death in 1801. However, he also believed that his honor demanded both that he accept Burr's challenge and that he not shoot to kill. The decision to fire into the air led to his death on July 12th. He wrote this letter to his wife the night before the interview with Burr. July 10th, 1804 This letter, my dear Eliza, will not be delivered to you unless I shall first have terminated my earthly career. 
to begin as I humbly hope from redeeming grace and divine mercy a happy immortality. If it had been possible for me to have avoided the interview, my love for you and my precious children would have been alone a decisive motive. But it was not possible without sacrifices which would have rendered me unworthy of you and exposing you to the anguish I know you would feel. Nor could I dwell on the topic lest it should unman me. The consolations of religion, my beloved, can alone support you, and these you have a right to enjoy. Fly to the bosom of your God and be comforted. With my last idea, I shall cherish the sweet hope of meeting you in a better world. Adieu, best of wives, best of women. Embrace all my darling children for me. Thank you for joining me for Great Stories in American History. I'm Rebecca Price Janney.